This podcast is sponsored by BT, because BT means business. Whatever business you're in, BT's got your back, with reliable connectivity to keep you connected as you grow. Search BT's got your back. This is the Times Evening Briefing on Wednesday the 24th of May. The chair of the COVID inquiry has threatened the government with criminal sanctions for refusing to hand over WhatsApp messages Boris Johnson sent when he was Prime Minister. Baroness Hallett says if the Cabinet Office doesn't give them to her, this would be a criminal offence that could result in a prison sentence. Times Radio's Alex Dibble has the details. She also wants uh, 24 diaries that Boris Johnson wrote when he was at number 10 and says they're all potentially relevant to her investigation into how the COVID pandemic was handled. Now, the Cabinet Office says the material is, and here's the quote, unambiguously irrelevant and that it could um, also disclose personal information and details of government business. And Boris Johnson says it would be highly prejudicial to hand over the material. Yesterday, the Times revealed Boris Johnson has been reported to the police by the Cabinet Office over fresh claims that he may have broken lockdown rules during the pandemic. Downing Street's rejected claims of a politically motivated stitch-up of the former Prime Minister. Conservative MP Sir Bill Wigan has told us he has concerns. Well, I think I think um, we'd be extraordinarily naive not to raise an eyebrow, at least, about the nature of this. I- I've never heard of, uh, of the civil service reporting their own diary team's activities concerning the Prime Ministers and the police before. Uh, and I'm sure you haven't either. It seems to be yeah. nothing else. Suella Braverman won't face an investigation for asking officials whether she could have a private speed awareness course. But Rishi Sunak has criticised her handling of the situation. The Prime Minister, in a letter to the Home Secretary, says, As you have recognised, a better course of action could have been taken to avoid giving rise to the perception of impropriety. The two sat side by side at Prime Minister's questions in a show of unity today. During a clash on immigration, Labour leader Sakir Starmer poked fun, asking the PM does he wish he had the strength to give her a career change of her own. His policies are holding working people back and all he offers is more of the same. But fear not, because speeding into the void left by the Prime Minister comes the Home Secretary. Not with a plan for skills, growth or wages, no. Her big idea is for British workers to become fruit pickers. A 43-year-old man has become the first person in the UK known to have died after taking a powerful sedative dubbed a zombie drug. His death marks Britain's first from xylazine. The dangerous substance used by vets as a tranquilizer gets its nickname from its effects. It lowers breathing and the heart rate while, if injected, causing large skin ulcers. And it's contributed to an epidemic of drug deaths in the United States. Dominic Kennedy is the investigations editor at The Times. It's known as Trank Dope. It's basically a veterinary sedative. And what has happened in terms of it being abused by people is that it's being cut by dealers into illicit drug supplies in the United States, particularly of fentanyl. And the consequences of abusing this drug are horrendous. A man paralysed in a bicycle accident more than a decade ago has regained the ability to stand and walk naturally. 
Using technology developed by researchers in Switzerland, neuroscientists have created what they call a wireless digital bridge, which is able to restore the connection lost between the brain and the spinal cord. Yurt Jan Oskum says for the first time after 10 years, I was able to stand up and have a beer with some of my friends. So that was pretty cool. And you can hear more on all these stories throughout the day on Times Radio.